For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom, I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua from Genesis to Revelation. This is part 19 of the series. The central theme of the New Testament is the role of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel and a detailed explanation of how it is going to happen. We've been giving you examples of this detailed explanation, but ultimately the 12 tribes are going to be physically gathered from the nations where they've been scattered in the end of days in a period of time known as Jacob's trouble or the tribulation and Messiah is going to set his feet down on the Mount of Olives and he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem teaching the Torah to all nations with a regathered and redeemed 12 tribes of Israel. Israel will be the head of all nations. So what we're going to do in this session is we are going to study the background of the event that are related to the end of days and see how the book of Revelation gives us details regarding the things that are going to be happening in the world when the 12 tribes are gathered from the nations. This is what we're going to be covering in this session. To begin with, we need to understand that in the end of days, the nations will divide the land of Israel in the city of Jerusalem. This will be accomplished through the creation of a Palestinian state. It will lead to the judgment of the nations, and we're going to focus in judging the nations, the judgment that comes upon Babylon, and this will trigger or result in the ingathering of the exiles or the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel and the Messianic era. And the Bible calls that the issue regarding the land of Israel, who owns the land, that this is called the controversy of Zion. This is found in Isaiah chapter 34 and verse 8. So let's look at Isaiah in chapter 34 and let's see how the controversy of Zion is related to the judgment of the nations. And it is related to a term which we need to define known as the day of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 34 and verse 2 it is written, for the indignation of the Lord is 
is upon all nations. Why is the Lord upset with the nations? Because it says in Isaiah 34 verse 8, for it is the day of the Lord's vengeance. When is the Lord taking vengeance against the nations? It is during the tribulation. And what triggers his vengeance? The nations dividing the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. That is when he repays the nations for dividing the land. And it says that it is the year of recompenses or payback for the controversy of Zion. The day of the Lord is associated with Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah in chapter 30 and verse 7 says, Alas, for that day is great. That is the day of the Lord, so there is none like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. I want you to notice it does not say Judah's trouble or the trouble that is for the Jewish people exclusively. It says it's Jacob's trouble. Jacob is all 12 tribes. Jacob is a term for the family of the God of Israel. And it's during Jacob's trouble that will have the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel, Israel and Judah returning to the land. Jeremiah in chapter 30 and verse 3 it is written, For lo, the days come, says the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel and Judah, says the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave their fathers and they will possess it. The subject is Israel and Judah returning to the land. Regarding that day, it goes on to say in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. It is during the day of the Lord that the nations will divide the land of Israel. Joel chapter 1 verse 15 gives us the setting of the day of the Lord as it is written. Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. What do the nations do in the day of the Lord? Joel chapter 3 verse 2, I will gather all nations and I will bring them to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat in Hebrew means God judges. And I will plead with them there for my people, for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted or divided my land. The nations are judged over the controversy of Zion. Isaiah chapter 34 and verse 1 says, Come near ye nations to hear. It's the calling of the nations. Isaiah 34 2, For the indignation of the Lord is upon the nations. Why? Because it is the time of the Lord's vengeance for the controversy of Zion. Isaiah 34 in verse 8. Now, in order to understand the term the day of the Lord, because this is the setting of the return of the 12 tribes of Israel to the land, we have to build a foundation for understanding this term. And in the creation of the heavens and the earth, Genesis chapter 1 through Genesis chapter 2 and verses 1 through 3, it says about the seventh day of creation, which was the day of rest, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day. The seventh day of creation was a time of rest. And the seventh day Sabbath is called in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 13, the day of the Lord. It is written, if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath the delight, the holy of the Lord honorable. So the Sabbath is called my holy day. The Sabbath is called the holy 
holy of the Lord, or the Sabbath, is called the day of the Lord. Well, who is the Lord that it's speaking of? It's speaking of Yeshua the Messiah. And what is his day? It's messianic times. It is the day that he rules and reigns on the earth and sets up his kingdom. But the day of the Lord, if we look at Genesis in chapter 1, this is what it says about a biblical day. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 5. In evening and morning was the first day. Verse 8. In evening and morning was the second day. Verse 13. In evening and morning was the third day. And it continues. A biblical day begins in the evening and ends in the morning. Therefore, the day of the Lord, or Messianic times, begins in the evening and ends in the morning. What do we call the evening part of the day of the Lord? We call it Jacob's trouble or the tribulation. So let's look at some scriptures that explains or tells us that the day of the Lord begins or it is a time of darkness. Isaiah chapter 13 verse 6 says, How ye for the day of the Lord is at hand, and it will come as destruction from the Almighty. It is associated, Isaiah 13 verse 8, with a time of pangs and sorrows. This is a reference to the tribulation period. Zephaniah chapter 1 verses 14 and 15, the great day of the Lord is near. And it goes on to say that the mighty man will cry there bitterly. Verse 15, that day, the day of the Lord, is a day of wrath. It's a day of trouble and distress. It's a day of wasteness and desolation. It's a day of darkness and gloominess. It is a day of clouds and thick darkness. In Psalm chapter 90 in verse 4, it is written, For a thousand years in your sight are but as yesterday when it is past and as a watch in the night. Here a thousand years is likened unto a day. The creation of the heavens and the earth is recorded as taking place over seven days. Each day in creation represents 1,000 years of time. So from the creation of Adam and Eve in the garden to the end of this age is 6,000 years. And then we have 1,000 years, which is a time of rest on the earth known as the day of the Lord. It is the time of the Messianic era. And just like in Genesis, where we're told in evening and morning was a day, the day of the Lord or Messianic times, it begins in darkness with the tribulation. Second Peter in chapter three and verse eight says, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Quoting Psalm chapter 90 in verse four. So after he says, don't be ignorant that one day is with the Lord a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Then it says in verse 10 of second Peter chapter three, but the day of the Lord, don't be ignorant that one day is with the Lord a thousand years and a thousand years is one day, but the day of the Lord. How long is the day of the Lord? It is a thousand years and it comes as a thief in the night. It comes in the night. And this is a reference to tribulation. Paul in second Thessalonians chapter two, verses one and two speaks about the day of the Lord, but he uses the term in second Thessalonians chapter two and verse two, the day of Christ or the day of Messiah. I want you to notice what Paul links the day of Christ or the day of Messiah to in second Thessalonians chapter two and verse one, which says, we beseech you brethren by the coming of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, and by our gathering together unto him, verse two, that the day of Messiah is at hand. The day of the Lord 
It's called the day of Messiah, and it's in the day of the Lord when we are gathered together unto him. With the foundation that you have been taught in this study series, what is the gathering together unto him? It is the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Let's look at some of the major events of the day of the Lord. This is not a complete list. In the day of the Lord, we're told that the Gaza will be forsaken. This is Zephaniah chapter 2 verse 4. In the day of the Lord, the land of Israel will get divided. Joel chapter 3 verse 2. In the day of the Lord, Jerusalem will get divided. Zechariah chapter 14 in verse 2. In the day of the Lord, Jews in Israel will be removed from their homes. This is Joel chapter 3 in verse 6. And in the day of the Lord, there'll be a judgment in the nations and the fall of Babylon. Isaiah chapter 13. Isaiah chapter 21. Isaiah chapter 47. Jeremiah 50 and 51. Revelation in chapter 18. Let's see how in the day of the Lord is when the Gaza is forsaken. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 14 and 15. The great day of the Lord is near and the mighty man will cry there bitterly. That day, the day of the Lord, is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress. What happens at the day of the Lord? Zephaniah in chapter 2 and verse 4. The Gaza will be forsaken. Now, how do you interpret the Gaza being forsaken? Is it Jews being kicked out of their homes, which happened in August of 2005? Does it mean the international community doesn't want to deal with Hamas, who is controlling the Gaza? What does it mean that the Gaza being forsaken? For sure, I really don't know. But we do know that the Gaza will be a focus in the day of the Lord, and it will be forsaken. And we can see how this is happening in the days and the times in which we are living. During the day of the Lord, the land of Israel be divided. Joel chapter 1 verse 15, it is written, Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Joel chapter 3 verse 2, I will gather all nations and bring them to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat means God judges. And I will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, who they scattered among the nations and parted or divided my land. An issue of the day of the Lord is Jews being removed from their homes. We can see this, that in the day of the Lord, Joel chapter 1 verse 15, that continuing in Joel chapter 3 verse 6, it says, the children of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have you sold to the Grecians that you might remove them far from their border. Well, we don't have the Greek empire of Alexander the Great that's ruled in the world today. Why does it say in the prophecy that the children of Judah and Jerusalem are sold to the Grecians? It was from Greece that we get democracy. And the world wants to establish a democratic PLO state in Judea and Samaria or in the West Bank, which would include East Jerusalem being the capital of that Palestinian state. And the Palestinians do not want Jews to be living in that state. And so they are being removed from their homes because the removal of Jews from their homes in the land of Israel is an issue of the day of the Lord. Gaza being forsaken could be translated as Jews being removed from their homes, which happened in August of 2005, which means someone could give an argument that we're in the day of the Lord or the darkness part of the day of the Lord or the tribulation now. But if that is the case, we would need more 
more evidence than that because the interpretation applying the gods of being forsaken as Jews being kicked out of their homes needs more evidence to establish that we might be in the day of the Lord. Ultimately, the event that determines for sure that we are in the tribulation or the darkness part of the day of the Lord is the dividing of the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem through an agreement to establish a Palestinian state. We see that when Jerusalem is divided, there will be Jews who will be kicked out of their homes. Zechariah chapter 14 verse 1, behold, the day of the Lord comes. The subject is the day of the Lord. And then it says in verse 2, I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. The city will be taken, the houses riveled, and the women ravished, and half the city will go into captivity. Going into captivity means Jews being removed from their homes. Sometimes when I share this prophecy of Zechariah 14, 1 and 2, some people say, but isn't Jerusalem already divided? Well, the answer is yes, it's divided into four quarters. But we're talking about the dividing of Jerusalem in the day of the Lord, that there will be an additional dividing. And this is the dividing that we are speaking about. In Jews being kicked out of their homes in Israel, Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17 says that when this happens, it is an indication that the God of Israel is going to end the exile and regather the 12 tribes of Israel. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17 is written, For I will restore health unto you. Health is the end of the exile. And I will heal you of your wound. The wound is the exile, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, which no man seeks after. If we look at this verse in the Hebrew, where you see the phrase in English, they called, it is the Strong's number 7121. It's the Hebrew word karat. And the Hebrew word karat means to approach and to speak in a challenging and aggressive way. We have the slang expression in the United States of you're in my face. Get out of my face. Well, that's the meaning of the Hebrew word kara. And then it says they called you an outcast. The word outcast is the Strong's number 5080. It's the Hebrew word nadak, which means to drive out or expel. What this says in the Hebrew is I'm going to restore health unto you or end the exile. And I'm going to heal you of the wound of the exile because they approach you in a challenging and aggressive way to drive you out or expel you. When the nations divide the land and the city of Jerusalem, it will result in the judgment of the nations. Zechariah chapter 14 verse 1 says it's the day of the Lord. Verse 2 speaks about the dividing of Jerusalem. And then Zechariah 14 verse 3 is the result of dividing the land in Jerusalem. It says the Lord will go forth and he will fight against the nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And once he judges the nations, it says in Zechariah chapter 14 verse 4 that then his feet will stand upon the Mount of Olives. We can see how the day of the Lord or the tribulation period of the day of the Lord is the time of the judgment of the nations because in Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 7, it speaks about Jacob's trouble. And in the context of speaking about Jacob's trouble, it goes on to say in Jeremiah in chapter 30 in verse 11, I am with you, says the Lord to save you, though I make a full end of all nations where I scattered you. Why is he making a full end of the nations? Because he is 
is judging the nations when he is gathering his people from exile. And one of the harshest forms of the judgment of the nations is nuclear warfare. Zechariah chapter 14 verse 12, it is written, and this will be the plague where the Lord will smite all the people that fought against Jerusalem or divided Jerusalem. Their flesh will consume away while they stand upon their feet. Their eyes shall consume away in their holes and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. This is referring to chemical, biological, and it is referring to nuclear warfare. It is during the day of the Lord, the tribulation of the day of the Lord, that the nations are judged for dividing the land and there's a judgment that comes upon Babylon. Isaiah chapter 13 verse 1 says, the burden of Babylon. Isaiah 13 verse 6, for the day of the Lord is at hand. And then it says in Isaiah 13 verse 19, and Babylon, the glory of kingdoms. What nation is regarded as the glory of kingdoms on the earth? If we believe that we're living in the end of days, the United States of America is regarded as the glory of nations. So the United States of America is codenamed Babylon, or I refer to as the spiritual land of Babylon in the end of days, because Babylon is a generic term for the kingdom of darkness, which has many aspects and elements to it. There is a political Babylonian system. The governments of the world that does not acknowledge and recognize the God of Israel as the king of the universe is a political Babylonian governmental system. There's a financial Babylonian system. Our financial system is based upon unequal weights and measures. It is not a Torah-based financial system. It is Babylonian. We have religious Babylon, the religions of the world that does not recognize the God of Israel as being the king of the universe. They are a part of a religious Babylonian system. There's a literal land of Babylon, and this is the area that's associated with Iraq in the Euphrates River. But we have a spiritual land of Babylon in the end of days. And I believe, as Isaiah 13 verse 19 says, it's the glory of kingdoms. It's referring to the United States of America. So as we're defining this term, the day of the Lord, that is the setting of the vision that John receives in the book of Revelation because John in Revelation chapter 1 verse 10, that he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, or he's referring to the day of the Lord. Let's look at some scriptural evidence where we can see that the United States of America is the spiritual land of Babylon in the end of days. We have this principle that the 12 tribes are gathered when Babylon falls or there's a judgment of the nations. This parallels with how the children of Israel came out of Egypt. They came out of Egypt as Egypt was being judged. Jeremiah chapter 50 and verses 1 and 3 speaks about the judgment upon Babylon. It says the word of the Lord that spake against Babylon. And then it says in Jeremiah 50 verse 3 that I will make your land desolate. So we're talking about the judgment and the desolation of Babylon. And what is associated with that? Jeremiah chapter 50 verses 4 and 5 that at that time that the children of Israel will come and the children of Judah together. Well that's going to conclude part 19 of the series on the subject Yeshua. 
from Genesis to Revelation. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.